jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Welcome to... Boy, that one just petered out quickly. I want to go to that carnival yeah. where where the ghoul barker, carnival barker, can't even get out the very first yeah, just <laughs> Gaylords of Darkness. Welcome. Here we are, episode one ninety three. It says in my notes. That's oh. pretty much all I wrote down this week. <gasps> oh, we are creeping up. We're getting there. Two hundred is on the horizon. I mean, granted, we have done like four hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah. Given like all the Housewives episodes, the Gaysterpiece Theater episodes, the three innings, the there's so many more. <laughs> That yeah, we've, we've definitely done more than 200. I mean, like, Real Housewives of Darkness. What exactly is it? Is it a spinoff? Is it just, like, a once-in-a-while thing? I personally could, if we had the time and the energy, I could absolutely do Real Housewives of Darkness every single week. Oh, I mean, we practically do, unofficially. For sure. We spend an hour before we record talking about Housewives. Oh. But, uh... Anyway, if we're still here in the in the midst of uh, found footage. We're still filming. Don't tell us to stop. Although I have to say, Anthony, I don't know. I don't know. This week, this is my question I ask myself. Yeah. Has my heart just turned to... Oh, no! Jerky. <laughs> Does a heart still beat? Within this chest, or is it just a slab of jerky? Oh, no. Have you hit your found footage wall? I think, I don't think it's my found footage wall. I think I've distilled the issue. And that is that very, very few found footage movies uh, are good for repeat watchings for me. Oh, oh, I can see that. Yep. I mean, if you put Paranormal Activity, I loved Paranormal Activity. Let's face it, you know, shirtless broadcast or whatever, whatever. <laughs> but Blair Witch Project, right? Like, really got found footage into uh, the public consciousness. Yes. And then it died off, and Paranormal Activity is the one that brought it back. Yes. 100%. That yeah. movie blew my fucking mind when I saw it. Loved it. Put it in front of me now. I'll be like, what are you... Get away from me. What is this? Terrible, right? Yeah, it doesn't work. The first time I saw it, I, it was when they were doing those like kind of midnight screenings of it all over. And I went to a midnight screening in a theater right by my apartment at the time. And I, I took myself alone by myself to see it. And I sat there. I literally had like a strained butt <laughs> muscle because I was squeezing the butt in terror the whole time. Every time, every time it does the atmospheric rumble and, and it would, I would have to, I would know to, to squeeze in terror. And then I watched it on like a, a DVD or something like a, a year or two later. 
I was laughing. Ouija board bursting into flames on its own. I was laughing. It was just laugh. It was just bad. It was laughable. Yeah. So I just think I've discovered that that's kind of where I am with a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, Blair Witch, hundred percent holds up for me. Oh, perfect. Wreck, hundred percent holds up. I could list all the ones that do hold up, but what I'm discovering in our found footage journey is that a lot of these that. I loved the first time around. The next time I see them, I say, Meh. Yeah. And I'm afraid that this is one of them. This did it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because we were, sorry. like, last week I was complaining, which was unusual for me. I know. <laughs> I rarely complain about anything on this show. <laughs> or real life. Or at the grocery store. Or anywhere you might find me. <laughs> That's what I'm known for is not complaining. It's true. Um, I wanted some willies. I said, give me some willies. I got an itch for the willies or whatever I said. You did. You said exactly those words. Yeah. And so when we were done recording and trying to decide what to do this week, we were both like, you know what? Atrocious. We both love this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie scared the heck out of me the first time I saw it. I was so excited. I watched it. Said this is this scared you? Okay. Oh well, I'm so sorry for I'm sorry for you and your 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 case of pent up willies. <laughs> yeah, my my willies remain pent up. You're seeking willy release. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, Stacey, you, when you yes, put yes. it like that, of course yes. it sounds sexual. I would like to free the willies. <laughs> I. So I I went into this one. Um, I had only seen Atrocious once before. Me too. And probably over a decade ago. Uh, I remember I w- we were definitely living in a in a, at least a decade ago place <laughs> that we no longer live in. Um, and I honestly had forgotten everything about this movie except that there was a lot of stuff in a labyrinth. And the ending, because of the ending, when I saw it the first time, I was like, that's the ending? And I thought it was stupid. And that was my whole memory of it. I remember being very scared with all that labyrinth, all the labyrinth hijinks. 100% agree with you. That's exactly how I was. Yeah, and then being annoyed uh, with the ending. And so on this view, actually, I was like, I think my initial thoughts were, oh, this teenager is very grating. <laughs> and why are they filming? What's happening? Uh, and then I, I felt like there was far too much time spent in the labyrinth where I started to have flashbacks to um, another film we watched where things are just spotlit through a little light that you're seeing with a lot of shaky cam. And I started to get those feelings. But then in the end, I felt like it all came together. So I was happy to have rewatched it. And I felt, I felt as though, um, I think I did get, I think I did get my willies in the, in the end. Um, there were some things I forgot about that I thought were kind of brutal about the movie. And I, I appreciated that, but you know, to each their own. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that actually, you know. Joy is still possible. For one of us. (laughs) Uh, no, that's great. I think I will. This movie, if you've never seen it, it's one that's not, I don't know. Is it? I don't know if this is a well-known movie or not. I feel like it's not. First of all, 2010. What the actual fuck? That's quite some time ago now. 
I don't think the movie was ever very well known. I think I think if you ran it, if you were interested in international horror films and particularly found footage, then you would have heard about this movie at the time. But I don't think it's had an extended life. It it's definitely like it hasn't it it definitely lived its life in the DVD era. And there's been no Blu-ray release like this. I I bought just a a version on Apple TV to watch it so I could also Me have it. Too. Oh, oh, oh. So now you got buyer's remorse on top of it. I mean, the films I have bought <laughs> There's only like two that are actually good. And then there's Brahms. The and then boy. there's Brahms. Well, I might as well just buy it. I'm gonna watch it all the time. <laughs> Whatever. Uh this, this movie is very, quote unquote, found footage. You know what I mean? It yes. really hits all the tropes. And that's not a compliment or an insult, necessarily. I'm just saying, for people who have never seen it, mm -hmm. I think this is, if you wanted to say... If somebody said, uh, duh, duh, what found footage is, <laughs> you might hand them a copy of Atrocious. Here you go, oversized cartoon bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you could hand them Blair Witch, obviously, or a hundred thousand other movies. But I think this is a, a fine example of the genre. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. From the urban legend aspect to the... People who are prone to nausea will probably be puking everywhere during some parts of this. To the why are they still filming? To the framing kind of narrative of it. Like the whole thing is just very found footage. There's the twist. There's the, there's the oh, and now we're fast forwarding. Now we're rewinding. Yeah, who's now doing that? Who's doing that? And what is, what's the context for the presentation? <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, in Wreck, it makes sense because Angela says to her cameraman, like, rewind it. I want to see what happened. Right. But in this, it's more of a funny game where you're like, what's happening? How is this happening? Yeah. And now we're cutting to documentary footage. Yeah, purportedly, it's, you know, this is culled from 36, 37 hours of footage. This has been called down and there's a police warning at the beginning, but it's like, but a production company made this and it has music stings. So it mm -hmm. presents some of those issues that we talked about with Europa Report. Yeah. Which is like, what is the meta presentation of this film? Is it from the police? Is it supposed to be a production company? All of these are snuff films. If we take them at face value. Absolutely. Would the police be like, let's put this out in the world. Absolutely. Well, versus like versus like Neroy, where it's like intentionally assembled, and and you get this this the the sense that it's like being disseminated via, via videotape or the internet or something, and it just it feels more understandable that like there somebody intentionally put this together so I can try to watch it and figure it out. Blair Witch. I still have questions. Why did that get released in theaters if this is the uncovered footage? But yeah, those those definitely present have a little bit more thought in their presentation it takes it's five like it, it's even so found footage down to the like day one day two right markers you know night vision someone getting dragged off camera like we've got all of it it hits everything oh yeah the dragging yeah <laughs> yeah uh, listen 
Angela Vidal, it happened to her first, and then it happened in every movie ever for, like, five years until Ghostface took over as as the def- default way to end a horror movie. <laughs> it's interesting because this one, you're right, like, it, it really wasn't until Paranormal Activity, was it? Because all the work, there was, there was what? In the legacy of found footage, we started with 1980 with Cannibal Holocaust, and then the McPherson tape in 89. Last broadcast, but nobody cared. Blair Witch. And then all the work between then and, and Atrocious was primarily international. Neroy, Lake Mungo, Record. So this is kind of, yeah, this is kind of coming off of that, but still sort of playing around with the same sort of rules versus like Paranormal Activity where it shifted it and they started to become more. Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity. As it is known. <laughs> <laughs> uh really also popularized the still camera setup yeah i think this one kind of had this one had shades that could you could argue potentially might have led to paranormal activity though paranormal activity precedes this well were they both 2010 paranormal activity is 2007 oh never mind well then they just fully also ripped this from paranormal activity Paranormal Activity is, like, really a cultural milestone for horror. And I think established that. Like, I mean, Blair Witch was pretty much night one, night two, whatever. But it was, we had to kind of figure that out by the fact that it was, like, dark out. And now it's light. Or now they say, like, boy, last night was crazy, huh? Or whatever, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, there's, Whereas, no, there's no title cards besides yeah. the, in, the initial 1994 yeah, Paranormal Activity put it right on the screen. They they were the ones who, you know, camera on the tripod, we're going to film what happens when we're sleeping. Yeah. And then the medium said, great idea. Right. <laughs> and like every other found footage movie said, great idea. Yes. Um, I mean, it was really revol- kind of revolutionary for found footage and brought it back to the public consciousness. And we've all been suffering ever since. Yeah. And now we're skinnamarink. <laughs> listen uh not found footage right not found footage yeah it does all those things and i i will say watching it like i still liked a lot of this movie i just i wasn't scared and that's kind of like like i just want to be scared and it's it keeps i I read i'm like on google like what horror novels are actually scary and people put this whole list and then i read them and i say Which is why I wonder if my heart has turned to jerky. Like, I just, I want another horror in the high desert. I want to be scared. That's all I want sometimes is to be scared. Give me incantation. Give me something. Give me the first Blackwell ghost, not the 12th Blackwell ghost. Like, I just want to be scared. And I'm, we've been doing found footage for like 10 years now in found footage month. And I'm not scared. Ramona, I think you need to stop screaming at Jill's endorsement right now. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow. 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 That is. Wow. Wow, Bethany. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Like, the just... labyrinth didn't scare me. The labyrinth scared. All right. What is this movie about? Okay, fine. Right. It's five days, this family, it's a mother and a father and uh, an older teenage son, he's like 18, and his younger sister and their younger brother, who's like eight, and the family dog, they go to the country estate for Easter weekend. They haven't been there. It's been really run down for like 10 years. They haven't been back. 
but their friend fixed it up a little bit. And so they're going to spend the holiday weekend there. It's a fucking castle. (laughs) You know how Europeans are. They'll be like, oh, (laughs) let's go to the shitty country house. And it's like... Stately Gaylord's Manor times 50. <laughs> yeah, with its own backyard labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah, this place has a gate. There's a locked gate, and beyond the gate is an overgrown labyrinth, like hedge labyrinth, whatever, trees and shit. And the parents are like, don't go back there. There's an <laughs> urban legend of the girl in on the road that they're going to, like, the brother and sister are going to be, like, you know, ghost investigators like there's another found footage trope right um investigating the urban legend of the girl on the road which every every culture has this kind of thing and oh yeah there's always variations of like oh maybe it's a bride in the road and then her head falls off or whatever it's esther who knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's driving an suv listening to maniac and then her head falls off yeah, and so there's this, you know, the legend of this girl who, like, maybe she was, she fell down a well. And so then the brother and the sister, Christian and Julie, they go into the labyrinth, despite their parents' uh, warnings not to. They find a, a well in the middle of it. They find a weird, it's not weird. It's really just kind of a gazebo, but they seem freaked out about it. It's in the middle of the maze. <laughs> it's like, just a gazebo. <laughs> It's just a gazebo, everybody. Why are you freaking out? Um, things start to happen at night. Christian sets up the camera to point out the window at the gate to the labyrinth. The dog starts to go crazy. You're kind of hearing these weird moans. Um, the dog goes missing. They go in search for the dog, and the dog is at the bottom of the well, dead. That's so sad. The dog is so cute. The dog is a really good doggy actor and very cute. Very good actor. And then from there, they're like, well, let's not tell our little brother. He's going to, I mean, that's never a good idea. If you find the dog dead, like, you either have to say, like, he ran away forever or you have to tell him because it's not going to come back. He went to go live on a nice farm. Exactly. So, uh, let's see. So then the little brother goes missing and then everybody's in the labyrinth for 20 minutes at night running around. (laughs) It's far too much labyrinth. (laughs) A lot of labyrinth. They go back to the house. The power goes out. There's all this noise. Uh, Julie is found in the gazebo, tied up and bloody for some reason. Um, They go back to the house. And then they like find the little brother stuffed into the fireplace. His corpse, his burnt up corpse is there. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, P.S. Mom was crazy and she killed everybody the end <laughs> like what it's really 150 percent out of nowhere it's literally like oh by the way your mom was nutso <laughs> and kills entire families at a time when she has a bad feeling <laughs> yeah i see for me like i i thought i thought the mom story worked this time because I, when I saw it the first time, it, it I had exactly that response where I'm like, it comes 100% out of nowhere. I thought this was a ghost movie. The first, when I was first watching it, terrified in the labyrinth, right? And it's just, you know, screaming and shaky cam and dead dog and all this. I thought there's some sort of horrible ghost labyrinth. Maybe it's the girl from the well or something. There's some horrible thing out there that's killing them. And this is awful. And I'm so scared. And then it's like, oh, wait, it's just the mom? And we're finding out through a videotape? 
thought it was so stupid. This time, I guess because I knew that that was the only thing I remembered about the movie was that it was the mom. This time watching it, like just seeing those little scenes of like the mom sitting there just staring or her like looking through her stuff and being like, did you pack my bag to her husband? And I'm like, oh, maybe it was her medicine was in there. Just things like that. I was like, I felt like it it actually did work and it wasn't like a high tension. Guess what? <laughs> Sudden twist for twist sake ending. Okay. I Because I too was looking for like knowing what was coming was yeah. like looking for signs of it and i it was like yeah i mean now she has dark circles under her eyes i still feel <laughs> like it was like a huge leap i mean it's a horror movie so of course it makes that leap like but to go from like sitting on the bed saying don't go in the labyrinth to killing the entire family with like an axe chopping everybody up it felt like a leap Putting the kid in the fireplace. But when she... Did you not think it was wicked when she opened the fireplace and the kid came falling out? <laughs> I was oh, yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> I had no memory of that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's wicked. It's hardcore, you know, for sure. And it's definitely unexpected because the kid's just been missing and you don't know what's going on. And you do think it's like ghosts or even like a murderer from the outside like another you know person but so that there was that but it's like if you have any issues with found footage of like why are they still filming or any issues with a horror movie where it's like why would they go there into that room boy you're gonna shake your fist at this one oh it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense that he's like we get the idea of like oh he wants to investigate this ghost story but then, like, why are you sleeping with a camera set up pointed at your bed on the first night when, like, you haven't determined if there's anything in the house? You haven't even said anything about that. Uh, and then even, honestly, I think also, because I watched this the same week that I screened Record for my series at the, at the Movie Madness. And, like, so much, I, I think I had just been treated so right by Record because, or Rec, because you have just perfect acting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything is so... I have I, honestly, Wreck is a a technical marvel. Um, Wreck still blows me away because it still feels unedited. Yes, it's a like that movie astonishes me. Like the filmmaking and the craft behind that movie will never not astonish me. There are so I that sense of unedited. Like I was gonna say, it feels like one take to me. Even though there's so many moments where you hear the camera turn off and turn on, and now we're in a different scene. It just feels so, it's like, it's like when you watch, um, I don't know, one of those, one of those massively rehearsed, like, one shot that goes on for eight minutes, and you're like, how did they do that? Someone had to walk in the room at the right moment and know their line? Like, it was like, (laughs) Wreck is that times a thousand, where it's just like, how did they pull this off? Yeah, there are plenty of sequences in that movie that, are extended and will be like 10 minutes long and it's not anything 
It's not like, oh my god, do you guys remember that one take episode from Hill House? And it's like, oh, where people stood around and talked, like, what a technical marvel. My yeah, god. and occasionally the camera moves and also yeah. everything's green screen, so they can just cut it all anyway. Yeah, but like in Rick, you have that the building with like the, the staircase that goes up and around, and yeah. like when the body falls down from the bottom and then everybody runs up, it's just like... that's You're working with effects and like child actors and like a dog, or not there isn't a dog the, the dog is just in my mind <laughs> in that movie <laughs> yeah but that's how how good of a movie it is i remember seeing the dog <laughs> when that movie explodes into chaos it's like how how is this happening how did they do this it feels so real yes and it's it does there's not a second of it that feels rehearsed or staged and and a huge part of that is that the actors are so fucking solid that Manuela Velasco is is human perfection as Angela Vidal, uh, and is so charming. And then, like, and then in this movie, in Atrocious, you're stuck with these two teenagers that can't act, <laughs> like pointing cameras at each other. And so, for me, I really I had to get through that first part, and then I had to suffer through the labyrinth because the labyrinth just went on so long. But but there's those moments of like when he just gets suddenly somebody runs at him and knocks him over and is pulling him through the labyrinth or the the baby the baby oven. <laughs> they got me. They got me. And so in the end, I said I had a good time. But I definitely see it as a. It's definitely a lesser film. It's just like we. I mean, we brought up acting. I think in the Lake Mungo episode where it's like that can really make or break a found footage yeah. movie. And this this one devolves into the like screaming. Um, if you if you thought that the I kicked the map into the river and Blair Witch was a really stupid excuse for plot advancement, <laughs> I would say Julie unplugging the laptop from the camera would be another one, like even more stupid. Right. Because there's no reason for her to um, like like Christian has the camera pointed at the gate all night. And we see like the dog barking and blah, 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 blah. And the next day the dog's gone. And so Christian wants to rewatch the footage to see, like to find their dog or whatever. And the footage is gone. And finally Julie's like, I unplugged it. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. And in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. At like three in the morning. Or yeah. Whatever, why? Like, when you, you woke up, had to go to the bathroom and unplug the laptop. I don't know why that plot point was even there because it didn't add anything or take anything. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just remembered being so scared and like the labyrinth really scaring me and, you know, and being disappointed by the ending, but thinking the rest of it was so scary and good that I didn't really care about the ending. And then this time I was like, womp, womp. I do remember being a hundred times more scared. A hundred times more scared. Like this was a, this was a, I don't, it, this was a, I haven't watched this for, you know, potentially 13 years because I saw it once and that was enough, like as a good thing. <laughs> like it was, it was that the, and the, mem it, while I w started the movie and I didn't remember a lot of it, like the, the vivid memory is just the terror and the labyrinth. Yeah. And so like, why, like watching it, I didn't come away from it saying like, oh, that was terrible. Like, I think if somebody sees this for the first time, it could still be effective for them, especially if you love found footage. I just, it made me realize that 
many of these movies, even if I love them on the first time, even if they terrify me on the first time, the diminishing returns like, yeah. is off the charts for me. Now you've rewatched Horror in the High Desert. Mm-hmm. I and watched that... it yeah, the first time and then I, and then we did it for the show. Yeah. Yeah. And that ending scared me just as much the second time. Love that one. It's upsetting. But I mean, you never know. It's it's one of those things you can't go back to the well too many times. But like we did like Mungo and <laughs> You can never go back to the well again. <laughs> well, you can't go back to I mean any movie. Like Halloween used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid, and now I'm just like, I love it, but it doesn't scare me in the least. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. You know. So I don't necessarily expect that all of these movies are gonna continue to terrify me, but But also when you're coming off of the pent up willies. Exactly. That's all I want. And you just want, but Stacy. so therein lies the problem where like, what, what happens to us as found footage aficionados who subscribe to that magazine? <laughs> Look, this is the issue. I will say like, not to give everybody too much of a peek behind the curtain, but after watching this, I was like, what is there for me? <laughs> there's one. <laughs> There's one movie that I do want to return to that I really enjoyed and scared. And so maybe we'll do that one. I don't know. I don't know how much longer found footage month will go on. We have to talk about it. But I did look and I was like, what, like genuinely, what else is there that isn't going to probably be garbage or or would be episode worthy? Like, I don't know if I'd want to watch a $1.99 Amazon. Area 47. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to watch that blind and say, we're going to do an episode on it, because then maybe the next week we'd be like, I have no idea what to talk about, except yeah. this was bad. You know, what was my point? Oh, so I like I was like looking for found footage movies and it's it's tough because we've seen like all of them. <laughs> you know that's, I mean? that's exactly the problem for the found footage aficionado. Yeah, we've, we've seen just about everything. We live in constant, we're constantly chasing the dragon. Yeah. While filming and screaming in night vision. And we are constantly just trying to get that taste again, but we've seen all of it. And you can't go back. We've seen all of it. I have, I guess I have a couple Blackwell ghosts, but I've only heard terrible things about the, the last one. Uh, there's, you know, at some point we're going to get more horror in the high deserts. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm ready for part two. And, uh, what, there's a Hell House prequel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love the first one, couldn't do the sequels. So I'm just like, I don't, what? what? Maybe you just can't go home again, Doris, or whatever that saying is. Is that a saying? I yeah. I, I think except for the Doris part. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love her edition. I don't know. I'll still watch Blair Witch Project. You know what I mean? Like, give oh, me Wreck. Yeah. Give me, like, there's a, a list as long as my arm are the ones that I will revisit. Blair Witch is still going to give me the willies, you know? Still terrifying. Yeah. But uh, not all of them, unfortunately. But if you've never seen Atrocious and you like found footage movies, give it a go. Hell I yeah. mean, we did tell you everything that happens, including the big twist at the end. But that's not my problem. <laughs> we spoiled the entirety of its 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like 40 minutes long. Literally 39 minutes are spent in the labyrinth. But... I had a good time with it. Stacy was terrified by it the first time she saw it. 
Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you will. I think I'm done with it. But now it's in my Apple library. <laughs> Man, I'm such an idiot. It's, oh well. it's just the rule. Yeah. That if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to it on that level, it's gonna be something you don't love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Maybe I'll go back to it in another thirteen years and see how I feel. There you go. And be, what? What? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> We're going to do an episode this week, okay. <laughs> but you're watching it in your, your VR deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm trapped in. Trapped in the labyrinth in VR. Jacked in in the Staley Gaylord's retirement community. What's, why is it, what? what's the gazebo? <laughs> yeah, we're on episode 700. <laughs> we've started repeats because we've run out of movies. Because we forgot that we've already talked about them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Everything's brand new to us. <laughs> I can't wait till our, our, our we reach our Golden Girls era. Honestly, <laughs> wicker everywhere. Oh wicker yes, in floral patterns. Yes, those wicker peacock chairs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> My grandma had one of those. Oh, it's the dream. Yeah. Everyone's grandma was so smart with the with that. With that interior design, and now one of those chairs, four hundred dollars. What? Can you believe it? Give me a break. Four hundred dollars for a wicker peacock chair. No, no, no. I know, and I'm like, I, well, my grandma probably spent like twenty bucks on this tops. Exactly. <laughs> like... Maybe she's praying for a new cushion every once in a while. <laughs> Give me a break. Whatever. And don't blame it on the supply chain, okay? The peacock chair industry has been just fine, even <laughs> in the pandemic. Big peacock chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, oh. isn't uh, uh, mental illness in horror movies sure is something, huh? Oh, isn't it? <laughs> Atrocious. It, may, it brought to mind, actually, Midsummer, of all things, where it's like, so wait, Danny's sister was depressed? And so she murdered her parents? Like, it's oh! like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like... That is kind of shady, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, is that how that works? Because it, it is sort of a means to an end, but in the process, it really disrupts the reality of what that experience is for a lot of people. Like, Well, high tension. I mean, and, and let's face it, every horror movie you know yeah. what i mean like oh she was driven mad with grief so she murdered people <laughs> like it's just it's you know you can't go down those roads otherwise it'll just be it all falls apart yeah you'll never watch a horror movie again but it's like sometimes it's kind of like i don't know i think midsummer is one that has really come to stick out for me as like That's you could was there another way to do this yeah, because what? Well, and why do you gotta? Why you gotta take the parents with you? Yeah, yeah, that's funny because, like, I mean, well, and if you look at like what people, like, you know, Sons of the Lambs got protested, um, which made sense. <laughs> uh, 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 you look at what else? I don't, I don't see like, I don't see any representatives from like the mental illness society. <laughs> Of which I am a member, but I don't. I don't see any representatives protesting any horror films. Is what I'm saying. But I can think of Will Sons of the Lambs that happened, or um, and rightfully so, or 
the Blair Witch Project. There was that that Wiccan priestess that protested the movie because she said it. Because <laughs> she said like hashtag not all witches, basically. Uh. And so that those those are the people down in the streets doing the work, Stacy. Uh, apparently, Big Wicca is doing the work, <laughs> making making sure that nobody falls prey to this malicious image of a witch. But but meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing is it's a slippery slope. Then it becomes like it becomes everything. But I mean a, a movie like atrocious let's say like yeah there is like postpartum depression there is postpartum psychosis all of this and that's a very sad reality and there are mothers who kill their children all that they just generally i think don't turn into axe wielding maniacs yeah well i mean that that is actually a really important point too with the movie because that was that was something even as someone that enjoyed it on this review uh that was something that went through my head where I was like, how much of this is, there was a line about, um, there was a line at some point they were talking about the mother and they, they, somebody asked a question and, and one of the kids said in response, like, Oh, no, not now. She'll get all hysterical on us. And so there's definitely like some coded, like fear of woman. <laughs> I, I don't even think it's, it's, I guess it's not coded when it's saying well, she's postpartum and she's crazy. <laughs> and now mommy has an ax. So that's definitely that's definitely some uh some bullshit in there. I guess at some point you have to just say like, well, it's horror movies. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, you're telling artists like what they can do. They go to censor themselves and But that's but you also can't mistake, you know, there's there's censorship, whatever that is, and then there there's also uh smart choices. Well, that's it. That's all it comes down usually, to. Usually that kind of consideration just makes the work stronger and actually more real and more complicated and layered. Yeah, it's a little more grounded. Versus like, well, you can't, you, you made it so she just, Sally didn't kill everyone because she depressed. Right. <laughs> you know. I don't know, horror movies, right? Yeah, that's true. I did appreciate that she had a woman named Elvira in her head that told her to murder. Yeah. <laughs> How macabre. <laughs> eh, important point. Good point. Yeah, maybe. Well, atrocious. So atrocious. 13, thir- set your calendar now. Your clock count. Your clock count. Your your combined clock calendar that has the alarm built in. Set it now for thirteen years. Okay. And uh, thirteen years from now, we'll revisit this at ye old Gaylord's retirement home. Yeah, there you go. We'll say I loved it. What was I thinking <laughs> last time? I love the dead baby. <laughs> Can I have more fruit cup? <laughs> I love fruit cup. Good for you. Thank you. Um, Stacy, with all of that said, are you ready to place yourself in just inside the place? Are you? <laughs> Wowee. Great value pyramid. <gasps> you know what I have on my screen in front of my face? I have Wikipedia open to the pyramid game show and it describes the fucking winner's circle. And I'm going to read that because that will tell us how to play this game. <laughs> Clearly we need to know. Thank you.
Well, we haven't been able to, we haven't yet come up with a way to describe it to people that really makes sense, I don't think. It's so hard to explain. It's such a simple thing, really, but it is so hard to explain. So thank you. So, and then we can, we can make this our own, but. So this, assume this is all horror flavored. In Great Value Pyramid, one player must describe six categories of increasing difficulty to their partner within 60 seconds by giving a short and concise list of items relating to each category. Oh! The clue giver may pass on a category and return to it after playing through all six if time remains on the clock. If all six categories are guessed before time runs out, the contestant partner wins the top prize. We have no prizes on this show. We don't? If not, he or she wins money for each category. Ooh, but we get baby prizes. If you lose, no, you don't get any baby prizes on the Great Value Pyramid. On Great Value Pyramid, if you lose, you get your head cut off by the heads they, our non-binary executioner. Okay, none of these baby prizes for runners up. If you lose, you die. Well, I mean, we could talk about baby prizes down the line. <laughs> no, death, victory or death. That's the great value pyramid. The reward is you're still alive. That's right. Love it. So see, look, that's a very succinct, concise way to describe this game. That was so profoundly succinct that now I feel like I understand myself just a little bit better. Yeah, now I know what we're doing. That's nice. So who's doing it first? I feel like you were the clue giver second last time. So I'm clue giver first this time. Yeah, I think so. Oh God. I don't like that phrase, the clue giver. Doesn't it sounds like a Macaulay Culkin fantasy film? Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I can do this. Are you ready for this? I can do this if you can. <laughs> I can try. Okay. Victory or death, okay? All right. Okay. Okay. Okay, then. Uh, On the count of three. You ready? Okay. One, two, three. All right. A grocery store, a movie theater. Um, Places uh, inside uh, of evil. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, Halloween 2. Rec 2. Cold Prey 2. Movies with two of the title sequels. Oh, uh, (laughs) sequels that take place on the same night. Yes. Uh. Uh, a ladder falling over, a horse's eye, a woman combing her hair. Um, uh, so images from the Ring movies, videotape. Yes, Christopher Lee. Uh, 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 oh. Dracula's. Yes. Uh, uh, um, I'm gonna put rocks around your tent. I'm gonna leave sticks in the tree. The Blair Witch does. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, uh, Halloween three. Um, uh, uh, Death of a Cheerleader. Uh, um, what? Uh, uh, oh, the movie in Santa Mira? Yes! 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 51 seconds! Yes! <gasps> we did it! You did it! You, 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 Tamily, Tamron Blondell! Tam, Tim, Tam. Chim, Chimaru. What's her name? Teresa Ganzel. Tamra Blondell. You're her. We did it! Stacy, we did it, Joe! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God! Well, we did it! 
Literally with like 10 seconds left on the clock. Holy moly. Like it went to 51 after I said yes. Oh my gosh. Stacey, I'm shaking. What, did it, what does it feel like? Describe everything you're feeling. I feel like I emerged from the labyrinth of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. I'm so proud of you. This is so exciting. Great clues. How did I remember Santa Mira, California? How did I remember any of How did you remember Death of a Cheerleader? I was like, I knew that there was a horror movie that you you pointed out in our episode that it was in Santa Mira, but it wasn't a horror movie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh wow! Good job! Whoa! I feel like I also this time actually figured out like how the categories are supposed to be formatted, and I'm really proud of things in Samara's videotape. I thought that was fun. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. <sighs> Still moist. <laughs> all over gross so there is that there's a, that's a downside to winning if i was dead i wouldn't know yeah yeah now you have a there's a trail now i have to sit in this moistness <laughs> while i give clues you know what you should you sit there in your moistness it's you know what <sighs> smells like victory though <laughs> And musk. <laughs> oh God! <stop>. Okay. <laughs> I hate that word so much. I know much. you love that one. Yeah. Wow. Well, now the pressure's on because <clears throat> you did such a great job. No. Giving clues, and no! now I'm like, wow. Well. No, the victim. You won, and that means now I don't have to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's your prize? No, I'm no, I have to do it. I'm just you have I just to do it. I'm going to die. I'm going to get two categories right. I'm going to die. Well, let's hope I can come up with clues. I don't know what these categories are obviously. So we'll see. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Time starts in 3 2 1 now. Um uh Kadako and uh Sadako. Come on, what's her name? Sadako and whatever. Your eyes. Uh, characters that are. Uh, Freddy and Jason. Uh, and versus. Then, Two movies yeah. with versus ca- movies in which their villains are crossovers. Yes. <laughs> um, b- uh, black robes, black candles. Uh, things Satanists wear. Things Satanists yeah. use, do. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Um, uh, uh, 1408. Um, uh, uh, P2. Uh, um, horror movie titles with numbers. Yep. Um, uh, oh, God. Kathy's Curse. Uh, Suspiria. Um, ugh, fuck. Demon Seed. Um, uh, okay, pass. Oh, um, uh, shit. Uh, Deborah Logan. Um, Reagan McNeil. Uh, uh, possessed women. Women yeah. who are possessed. Um, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Uh, look, here comes one of them now. Things um, Johnny says. Yeah! <sighs> Just the one that I passed! But you got everything else! Oh, I was so close! That one was 1977 horror. Oh! Oh! Oh, would I have ever got that? 
Suspiria, Kathy's Curse. What was the other one you said? I think I said Demon Seed. I you said Demon Seed. I, I wouldn't have gotten that. And then I and then I couldn't think of any more. Even though seventy seven was a big year, there's got to be a great a, year. Got to be a Cronenberg like Rabbit or oh yeah, I'm sure. Rabbit or oh, oh wow. so close though. Listen, but that if I had if I had gotten that one, we I would have won. I could have won too. Yes. Listen. So basically, you did win. Maybe next week, Clue Giver Me will panic and. Well, I'm not saying I'm setting you up. I'm not saying that right now at all. That's not my implication. <laughs> now I feel like I've made it too much of an issue that the implication has become the fact. But that's not, it's, anyway. I could fuck up. And maybe we won't see another victory for a while on the show. Or maybe next week I'll win. No, all bets are off with Great Value Pyramid. You never know. You never know. Maybe you're in the zone. Maybe you're not in the zone. On either side of the pyramid. I mean, I'm, yes, I am decapitated, but is my spirit a glow that I helped you reach victory? That's right. And I'm standing on top of the pyramid and I look all the way down and I see your dead body. <laughs> your head is on the ground. There's blood everywhere. The heads they is whistling on their way home after a hard day's work. <laughs> And I look down from the top of the pyramid and I say, man, wow, that's my fault. Anyway, here I am on top of the pyramid. Anyway, I won. <laughs> There's dead Julia Stiles at my feet. Yep. Oh, well, you've earned it. Ten whole <sighs> seconds. I should have given those seconds to you. Ooh. A hey, second transfer? There's an, uh, yeah. There's our wig. There's <gasps> our emergency wig. Is if you win, if there's any leftover time, it goes to the other person because the clue giver is just as much of a part of the winning equation. Oh. Hey, that's a good thing, right? And then that's also the clue giver's sort of reward for helping the victor. Mm-hmm. When the tides are turned. It would help both of us if there was more time. Hey. Oh, but it doesn't it doesn't accrue. Not for a, no, no, no. Like Just we're not gonna track day. like twelve seconds over I'm several not, episodes. I'm not writing anything down. No, here. fuck that. No, we I can't think, even remember who went at what point. No. I think just for that one episode, if there's leftover time, I think it should be passed to the other person. So say say we did a do-over of today, which we're not, but say we did a do-over today, then I would have a wig that I could put on for an additional nine seconds. I yeah, I think that the wig would be automatically applied. I think as you step up to the pyramid, you have the wig on. You because there's no time in the pyramid to ask for it. No. There's barely time for anything. Mm-mm. I think that's an I think that's a good I think that's good. I love that. Okay. Well that's great. Going forward. Okay. That's brilliant. Yeah. Huh? Oh. Huh? See? The Great Value Pyramid is a living entity, people. That's right. She's Complex. I mean, one person's victory is both persons' victory, right? Because Honestly, you know. I'm, I'm a glow. I can't believe I'm. Uh, you did so good. Well, only as good as the clues. I'm just shocked. Yeah, we did it. I just, <laughs> I can't believe it. It is possible. It's possible. And with that, and much you were time, very close too. You were super close. So, <sighs> yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Okay, you didn't get your willies this week, but you got your win. Yeah. I got my winnies. 
It's good enough. Good enough for me. It'll tide me over. I oh, already yeah. forgot about atrocious. What did we talk about? Atrocious? That old thing? <laughs> <laughs> so next week, I think probably we'll scrape the barrel maybe one more time. See what happens. I It's found footage. I always come back for more. Yeah. Yeah. Hold out hope. Everybody who's listening... Just take a moment. Maybe, I don't know, pray to whatever you pray to. Light a candle. Light a candle. Watch an episode of Housewives. <laughs> However you pray. <laughs> uh, and just pray that I get some willies. Pray for Stacey's willies, people. <laughs> yeah. Free them. Help this me is... free my willies. <laughs> this, is, this is our ASPCA ad, and you're hearing um, Sarah McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. And you see all of Stacy's willies in the cage. Yeah. Get uncaged the willies. For just one prayer a week, you can help this sad podcaster. For less than the price of a cup of coffee a day. One prayer is all we ask. <laughs> help me free my willies. <laughs> Caged willies. <laughs> well... Anyway. That's, that's a different film. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a Roger Corman production. Yep. Um anyway, gaylordsofdarkness.com. That's our website. You can find all kinds of stuff there. Is that true? I don't know. Episodes, <laughs> links to our social media. That it's time like hmm? the time we adopted a turkey. Right, our turkeys are there. You can watch uh, the Necronomologues, right? Yes! Yeah, there's videos on there. We have a store with, like, a sticker in it. (laughs) Incredible. You can watch the Necronomologues. Yeah, remember when we made fucking animated movies? Yeah. Yeah! Anyway, so you can do that if you want. Yeah, there is stuff. There is stuff. There's stuff to do there. Okay, um... But until next week, goodbye. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god. god! Tune in next! Ha <laughs> ha